Thank you for listening to the weekly podcast from San Jacinto Assembly of God in Amarillo, Texas. If you'd like to know more about our church, visit us online at www.sjag.church. Now here's this week's message. Gibeon, the Lord appeared to Solomon in a dream by night, and God said, Ask, what shall I give you? And Solomon said, You have shown great mercy to your servant David, my father, because he walked before you, before you in youth, in truth, in righteousness, and in uprightness of heart with you. You have continued this great kindness for him, and you have given him a son to set on his throne, as it is this day. Now, O Lord, my God, you have made your servant king instead of my father David, but I am a child. I do not know how to go out or come in. In other words, he's just saying, I don't have the wisdom to be the king. And then in verse 8, he says, And your servant is in the midst of your people whom you have chosen, a great people, too numerous to be numbered or or counted. Therefore, give to your servant an understanding heart to judge your people that I may discern between good and evil. For who is able to judge this great people of yours? The speech pleased the Lord that Solomon had asked this thing. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, this morning again we thank You for Your presence here. And Lord, in the coming of the preaching of the Word, Father, at this time of the service, Lord, we pray and ask for the anointing to come into this room, God, that You'll touch our hearts, Lord. May Your Word bring life into us, God, and bring freshness upon us, God, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. You know, here in this passage, we have a humble young man that has just become king in his father's place. If you read the passage of Scripture and really just look at it a little bit, he's full of life. He has the desire to serve God and however God would have him to serve. He has the desire to lead the people that God is putting him to lead. He has the desire to even please God. And he humbly asks God for wisdom to do such. The very thing that God's calling him to do, he calls upon the Lord to give him the wisdom to do this thing. And God is pleased with his attitude. The Bible says very clearly God was pleased with Solomon's request. And we know that upon that, that God granted him the wisdom, but he also gave him all kinds of things. He gave him riches. He gave him houses. He he gave him a kingdom. He gave him peace among his enemies. All these other things came, but the first thing that Solomon asked for was wisdom. But what I want you to get a picture of this morning is a young man that is really, you could say, that was on fire to please God. He had a heart that was after God. He wanted to do what God would have him to do. And he was full of life, full of energy, full of wanting to serve the Lord in whatever capacity he could. Yet toward the latter years of his life, King Solomon, most believe, wrote the book of Ecclesiastics. Toward the latter part of his life. And and let's read just a verse or two of that uh, this morning. Ecclesiastics chapter 1. And the words of the preacher, the son of David, king in Jerusalem. Vanity of vanities, says the preacher. Vanity of vanities. All is vanity. What a a change. 
If you look at the, the young man that was praying toward God and says, God, just give me wisdom to do what you've called me to do. And now we have this that is penned by him, which most people say he's the one that penned this book. And, and now he's saying life is just vanity. All is vanity. What a difference in a concept of life, in a concept of living, in a concept of relationship that we find in Solomon. So what happened? What happened to him? I can tell you in one word called life. Life can do some things to each one of us and life done something to Solomon. Life can bring some things that are difficult to overcome, difficult to manage, and it seems like life had really gotten to Solomon. And there's a lot of things when you use the word life and what takes place in life that happens. A lot of things happen. If you read through the book of Ecclesiastics, one must wonder how Solomon had become so jaded to different things. Now, jaded is an interesting word. It means to be made dull or apathetic or cynical by experiencing or by having seeing too much of something. To become jaded. And truly, if we look at Solomon, it almost seems like he has become jaded when it came to life. You know, having a jaded attitude, is, it, it means kind of feeling or showing a lack of interest, of excitement caused by having done or experienced too much of something. And we can definitely get this when we read through Ecclesiastic that something has taken place. And so... When I was thinking about this passage or this message, because the Lord put it up on me last week about this word jaded, this caused me to ask a question. If Solomon can become jaded, could this also happen to me as a Christian that I could become jaded in my life? And after some reflecting, I must say yes. It is possible for each one of us this morning to become jaded in our life toward things. It's something that can happen to each one of us that we can become jaded toward different things in our life. And this morning I just want to cover a few things, few areas that can, we can become jaded to if we're not careful. And the first thing, the same old, same old can cause us to become jaded. The same old, same old can cause us to become jaded in our life. We all know what the same old, same old means. took me a minute to figure out how to spell that. But it's the same thing that's always done or that always happens. It's often implied that such a thing is boring and dull. That we get bored and dulled with something in our life. It's something the same old, same old that can take place. Let, let me read Ecclesiastics here, chapter one, just a few more verses in here. It says, What profit has a man from all his labor, in which he tools under the sun? One generation passes away, and another generation comes, but the earth abides forever. The sun also rises, and the sun goes down, and it hastens to the place where it arose. The wind goes toward the south, and turns around to the north. The wind whirls about continually, and comes again on its circuit. All the rivers run into the sea, yet the sea is not full. To the place from which the river comes, where they return again. All things are full of labor. Man cannot express it. 
The eye is not satisfied with seeing, nor the ear filled with hearing. That which has been is what will be, and that which is done is what will be done. And there is nothing new under the sun. Is there anything of which may be said, see, this is new. It has already been ancient times before us. There is no remembrance of former things, nor will there be any remembrance of things that are to come, but those who will come after. Listen to the wording and the thinking of what Ecclesiastic, the writer, is saying. It just seems like the same thing over. The same O, same O is happening. The sun comes up and, and the sun goes down. And the moon comes up and the moon comes down. It's just like that routine of life. How many know what I'm talking about this morning? The same O, same O can cause us to be jaded if we're not careful because something takes place that's called we get dull and we get bored with what's going on around us. You parents have heard it from your kids. I am bored. And it may be with something that brought them great pleasure before, but now they're bored with it. Listen to the writer as he speaks that. Boredom is quite obvious in his writing. Perhaps at one time in his life he had enjoyed the sunrise and the sunset, but now it does not move him anymore. Now it does not get him excited. I'm going to tell you, we're living in a land that's got the most beautiful sunsets. Amen? Beautiful sunsets. Beautiful with the clouds and different things. Perhaps at one time, listen, perhaps at one time we were excited with much enthusiasm in our life about our salvation and our prayer time, our Bible reading, church services, church activities, our marriages and our careers, even our hobbies and many other good and godly things. But now we have let the same old, same old cause us to be jaded to where we're not moved anymore by those things in our life. They don't move us. Our enthusiasm has been replaced with boredom. Because maybe we have just become jaded toward those things. Excitement has been replaced with dispassion. What I once had passion for, I don't have passion for now. What once stirred me deep inside no longer stirs me. What I used to do in life and I really enjoyed it, no longer do I have enjoyment. We are just abiding our time and now are jaded towards some of those things that are same-o, same-o in our lives. This is what I got out of reading a little bit of that Ecclesiastic, that passage. Another place that we can find that perhaps would uh, give us some... Uh, area to be jaded is disappointments that come in serving the Lord can cause us to become jaded. Disappointments in serving the Lord can cause us to become jaded. Listen, ministry is difficult and doing things that God's called you to do is difficult. And it can cause us some problems every now and then in our lives. I'm, I'm going to tell you this morning, scammed one time too many. How many have been scammed one time too many? Know what I'm talking about today. You've just felt people and, and they just keep scamming you. 
I know the Scripture says in Galatians chapter 6, verse 9 and 10, it says, Let us not grow weary while doing good, for in due season we will reap if we do not lose heart. Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all, especially to those of the household of faith. I know what that says. But I want to tell you something, to be quite honest with you this morning, sometimes I grow weary in doing good. Sometimes I get disappointed in doing good. Sometimes I get an attitude in doing good. Because see, sometimes I get jaded because I've been scammed one time too many. How many know what I'm talking about this morning? Where people just keep using you and using you, yet you see no fruit of what you're doing. And it's hard not to keep the right attitude, and it's hard to not let that affect you. And when that happens, sometimes we tell ourselves, I'm finished with helping anybody out in life. I am closing my pocketbook. I'm closing my labor. I will not do anything else. I am no longer moved by the need of people. Can I tell you something? The Lord disciple, the Lord told the disciples, the poor will always be with you. But when we become jaded when it comes into ministry, then we'd say that we're not going to be moved by the need of people and somebody in need is going to miss out on a blessing. And it can happen any time in our life. I can think way back when I first got here. I was helping a young man and, and uh, got him a place to uh, uh, live in and, and, and helped with the rent and put the food and the groceries in the, in the fridge and, 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 and had a, an apartment to live in and, and all this stuff. And I thought, man, we got him on the right track. And the landlord calls me and says, you need to come over. He's throwing parties in my place. And I thought, I never will again. But let me tell you, the way people respond sometimes can cause us to be jaded in what we do the next time. Come on, it's happening to all of us. It has before in our lives. And another thing, how many, you know, how, how many of you used to jump at a chance to help someone? Now you, you, you step back a little bit. You step back because you don't know if they're scamming you or what they're doing. And so you don't step out and, and trust God. Another thing in ministry, seeing the lack of true conversions. Jeremiah 29 says this, Then I said, I will not make mention of him, nor speak any more in his name, but his word was in my heart like a burning fire shut in my bones, and I was weary of holding it back, and I could not. For a brief moment, Jeremiah had became jaded toward the people and, and was done preaching to them. Come on, how many have just took a moment and, and you've led somebody to the Lord just to see them not to go any further with their relationship. They get, you get jaded. You say, well, I'm not going to share the word. Could you imagine Jeremiah the prophet, the weeping prophet, one that really cared about his people? He said to the Lord, I'm, I'm not preaching no more. I'm tired of these people, basically is what he's saying. I'm tired. I'm jaded toward them. I preach, I preach, I preach, I share the gospel, and they don't change. And so Jeremiah said, I am done. I'm tired of sharing. I literally cannot tell, the num tell you the number of people I've led in the sinner's prayer and never seen them again. 
And you know, to me it breaks my heart. I don't know about you, maybe I'm just preaching to myself this morning. But you know, it's real easy to say, well, I'll let somebody else do it. It's real easy to say, well, someone else has got the call to go. But can I remind us this morning on this mission Sunday, all of us are called. You mean, we may not all be called to preach, but we're all called to share the gospel of Jesus Christ. And I don't know where you've been and what, how you've left people and they haven't came to, or serving the Lord, but let me tell you, it's easy to get jaded toward those that really do not convert and those that come. Where there was once excitement of praying with a person now has been replaced with doubt instead of even wanting to do. Another area is that we can become jaded in ministry is when no one gets involved. You feel God calling you to do a very worthwhile ministry, yet few people get involved in what God's put upon your heart. Maybe even some take a credit for what you're doing. It can cause you to be jaded against those that don't get involved. This is, I'm talking about how I can get jaded in ministry this morning if you're not careful. How about when you're treated poorly in the church body? When you're treated poorly in the church body. When people do not treat you quite like they should. Maybe there's gossip. Someone gossips about you or behind your back. Or maybe you get told off by another church member. Or, or maybe the lack of appreciation of what you're doing. And, and maybe just ignore you altogether. And sometimes it's hard not to get some attitude and some feelings. And, and, and it's hard not to, to become jaded in the church. And, and when you're not treated right, especially by church people. Come on, if, if anybody's supposed to treat you right, it's God's people. Amen? Amen? But how many of you have noticed in church that's not always necessarily so? Sometimes we get treated bad in the church and sometimes we hear people talking about us and sometimes we hear different things. But I'm going to tell you today, if we let that bother us, it's easy to become jaded toward God's people and also God's organization called the church. You've heard it. You've heard it in people's voices. Say, I'll never go to church. And then why? Because they're jaded toward the church because they got hurt in the church. Or I'll never go to that church. It's easy to become jaded in our spirit and our attitude. Another area is the integrity of ministries you pour into become questionable. The way they handle the money or even waste resources, or even labor. I, I support uh, a ministry. I, I don't put a lot into it, but I, I give, you know, every now and then when they'll send me a deal in the mail, I'll put 25 or 30, whatever, whatever the Lord lays on my heart for this ministry. And, that, and I think it's a good ministry. But at the same time, when I do that, I get another 10 mailings into it. And I'm thinking, you just ate up my whole 25 bucks. By sending me an envelope every week and, and all that, I'm thinking, what, what's the use? And so, you know what? You get kind of jaded. The next time it comes into your mail, you think, I'm not going to give in to it because you're just going to use postage stamp to send it back to me and you're not going to feed anybody. Anybody know what I'm talking about? I'm thinking, email me. It's a lot less expensive, right? A lot less expensive, just email me and then I just delete it. 
But you know, you get kind of jaded toward ministries. I can tell you, I'm not gonna. I, I I poured labor, I poured love into a ministry. I raised some funds for a ministry and and raised it for a particular item. It's like twelve, thirteen thousand dollars. And then I come to find out that the money wasn't even spent for what we raised the money for. Guess what? It causes you to be jaded when it comes to ministry of others. And you say, I don't want to be part of that anymore. Well, that's, you know, and I think about it, and then, but what about when the ministry changes hand and someone else leads it? You still, and I still, many times are jaded toward the project itself. So it's easy to be jaded in our lives, even toward ministries that do not handle funds correctly. So we must be careful. You know, another thing I want to talk about this morning is that we can, we can become jaded in our relationships. Now I'm going to get to business for a minute. You know, when we hear ourselves or someone even catch ourselves saying, I don't want nothing to do with them. Let me say something. Being jaded doesn't not mean you haven't forgave them. You, you may have forgot, forgave what they have done or whatever may have took place in your life with them, but you do not want anything to do with them. You are jaded toward that person. I, I uh, you know, areas of relationship, family is one of those areas that is a very difficult challenge. How many of you found family to be challenging? Three of you. All right. All my family raised their hand. <laughs> Family can be a very challenging thing and we become jaded when things, when someone does something wrong or something's not right. And yeah, we, we are Christians, we forgive one another, but literally we make something, well, I don't want to be at their place. I don't want to be around them anymore. Can I tell you this morning, what that means is I have been jaded toward that person. Can I tell you the devil loves that because he loves it because of the fact he's broken up family relationships and it's not a place to be. Amen? Family's a good thing. Amen? Family's good. And it takes time. And sometimes we get jaded toward one another because of situations and things that happen in family. And the enemy loves it when we get that way. Because it's easier to conquer when you're divided. And that's the way the enemy works many times. Family is one of those areas that we can become jaded. We can be jaded with friends. If I was to ask you this morning, if you had somebody, a friend in your life, that y'all used to hang out together a lot, and, 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 and you used to be really close, and something happened in that, oh, you forgave one another, but you no longer have anything to do with one another. Any hands? There's some. Boy, I got a few. Those are those times in my life, and I, I look back into my life, and I see people, even in ministry, other ministers, that we were once close, and something got in between us, and yeah, we'll talk to one another, it's that casual conversation instead of that really deep conversation, because we became jaded toward one another. I'm just talking real this morning. I'm talking to where we live this morning, in relationships, and how those relations take place, and how it happens. It may be over something simple, or it may have been something deep, but yet we do not do what we used to do together because we've let our relationships be jaded because of what happened. It's that thing that happens in our lives. Friendships are difficult. Amen? 
Young people sometimes think they're going to have that whole class to be friends with. We're lucky if we have five close friends in our life to walk through life with. Friendships are difficult. You know, sometimes we become jaded toward leaders. Leaders, we don't like the decision or the direction they're going. And we do that. Sometimes we just, you know, or something they said and, and maybe it was brought out of content, whatever it can cause us to be jaded toward that person. And the last thing about being jaded when I want to speak of this morning is jaded. Sometimes we get jaded toward God. When God doesn't answer the prayer. How many have heard a person say, well, He didn't answer, I won't serve Him. We can be jaded toward the Creator of all. And my friend, that's not someone you want to be jaded toward. Because just because we didn't get the answer, perhaps He knew better than what we needed. We get that way sometimes. And I do not have time to share all the ways possible to become jaded this morning. But let me ask you this morning. Let me ask you this this morning. Is there relationships, godly or even good things in your life that you once were excited about, but now you have lost that excitement? And then, if there is, then perhaps you have become jaded toward that circumstance or that person. I think all of us have been down this road. I think we've all been there. That causes us some difficult things to, to work through. It may be the same old, same old. I'm going to tell you the same old, same old is easy to fix. Amen? Just stir it up a little bit. Right? But relationships are a little more difficult. And, and getting hurt in ministry, that can be fixed too. You know, what am I to do if I have a jaded attitude? If I find myself, what am I to do if I have a jaded attitude? What should I do if I really realize that I've got people in my life that once were in my life, I love that person, but I don't want much to do with them. I don't hold any unforgiveness. But what if I find myself in that moment of being jaded? What if I'm jading toward the church, church service, whatever it may be? What am I to do when I have a jaded attitude? Because see, it's not just talking about the problem, it's talking about the cure. Where am I supposed to be? Think about this just for a moment. The same sun that Solomon once had enjoyed had not changed one bit. Not one bit. Matter of fact, same one you and I see. It's still beautiful. And sometimes I have to remind myself how beautiful it is just to sit and watch the sun come up. Some of you never see that. You're more in the sunset. See, it was not the sun that had changed, but it was him that had changed. Solomon had changed. The sunrises were just as wonderful at the end of his reign as they were at the beginning of his reign. The God who had given him everything had not changed. It's still the same. See, I have found myself jaded over things in my life. And I literally have those moments in my life. I have found myself jaded over things in my life. And I have found but one way out of that, and that is to go after God. To go after God. David in Psalms said this, in Psalms 51.10, 
We find that he wrote this, and this is the repentance, repentance uh, psalm. It says, Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. David was saying, Take which which now has become jaded in me, that which is now has no passion for anything. Even your work and the things of your sanctuary, take those things and, and stir in me a new spirit and a new renewing me a spirit towards you. I'm going to tell you if it's the same old, same old that's got you down, we need more of the Holy Spirit. More of God moving in the midst of us. We need more of God to get us past the jaded attitude in our lives. Amen. We need to be renewed in the Spirit. Think about that. What got David to that particular spot was the same old, same old with his relationship with God. Isaiah put it like this. Isaiah 40, verse 31, But those who wait on the Lord shall be renewed shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. To renew ourselves in the Lord. To wait upon the Lord. Give us strength in order to get over what's going on in our lives. We are promised this very thing in the book of Acts. Acts 3 verse 19. Repent therefore and be converted that your sins may be blotted out so that the times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord. Hallelujah. I'm going to tell you this morning when I need that moment in my life, I know that the only place I'm going to get it is at the throne of God. On my knees or however it is you pray is to come in the presence of the Almighty God and let His refreshing. I'm going to tell you, I repented a long time ago and I'm converted a long time ago. And for me, there's a promise that I can be freshed in my spirit. Hallelujah. I can be freshed in my heart. Oh, if I got dulled and bored in one service, I can be excited in the next because God has touched my heart once again. Oh, praise be unto the Lord. He can refresh us this morning in this place and in this house and in our walk with Him. Hallelujah. That refreshing that comes from the Lord. Oh, Holy Spirit, rain down upon us into a sense that we have that refreshing. See, what has erased my times of being jaded is getting into the presence of the Lord. Can I tell you this morning, this is my choice. This is my choice. I choose to get into the presence of the Lord. I can switch churches. I can switch the people around me. But the new will wear off and I will be right back where I was. It is when we get in tune with God that we can apply certain scriptures such as this. And it talks about that we can let love cover a multitude of sins. Come on, you're not, we can't let love cover a multitude of sins if we're jaded. Amen? It's when we get into the presence of the Lord, it's then when we have more ability, the Holy Spirit gives us more power to, to fulfill the Scripture that God has written. Oh, when that brother that we're jaded toward, or that sister, whoever it may be, or that, that organization, when I'm in the presence of the Lord, I can apply, oh, hallelujah, love covers a multitude of sins. It's God that helps us. God helps us through it. And we don't get God's help until we get into God's presence. 
And He can help us to get over that jaded attitude that we have toward one another. You say, preacher, you're just preaching. You don't know it works. Yes, I do know it works. Amen. I have been there. Believe me, if you're in ministry, you have plenty of opportunity to be jaded. But I know it works. If you're in family, you have plenty of opportunity to be jaded. If you have friends, if you only have one friend, you still have an opportunity to be jaded. I'm just saying life gives us that opportunity. And I have experienced in my life that I've been jaded toward individuals. I've been jaded toward leaders. I've been jaded toward ministries. I've been jaded in areas of my life. And what gets me through that? It's not a 101 trash course of how to get over it. But it's coming after God and God's Spirit coming down upon me and refreshing my heart and giving me a newness. I may have heard a song a hundred times, but when God gets a hold of me, I shout to that song because now I I sing from my spirit and not just through my lips. Come on. We get jaded to the same old, same old. Come on, I love, I do. I heard it this morning. Some glad morning when my life is over, I'll fly away to a place. Amen? I heard that. I, you know, I heard that this morning, and I've heard that song a hundred times. Sometimes it doesn't move me, but when I am where I need to be with God, it just makes me happy, David. It makes me happy when I think about, oh, some glad morning. When this life is o'er, I'll fly away. Amen? Hallelujah. Well, when it comes down, and it doesn't matter. We think, well, those are old. I want to tell you, sometimes we get jaded from the newer stuff. You sing it one more time, I'm done. Oh, I'm just preaching. <laughs> Amen? Well, what I have found, I have found that if I'm where I need to be with God, that, 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 does, that goes away. Hallelujah. Goes away. I've experienced in my life that people that, have, that I've had a hard time with, now I, can, I, I, I love them and I be with them, and it, it, but it only comes through God moving in our lives. With God moving. Pastor Oliver, where are you at? Back in there with the crowd. Okay. You know, we, we can just be so jaded to so many things. But listen, listen to what, what Solomon said at the end of the Ecclesiastics. What he's come up with, if you really read it, Ecclesiastes is kind of depressing a little bit. It says this in Ecclesiastes 12, 13, Let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God and keep His commandments, for this is man's all. Isn't it interesting, throughout the whole book of sun goes up, sun goes down. What profits the man to get all this stuff and just someone else is going to spend it. That's why you see the bumper sticker on, on some of the parents' uh, RV says, we're spending it all. But when he all gets down to the matter of it, to the, the very matter, he says, it's, it's, it's man's, he brings it all back to God. Let me tell you, that's where life is. Life is in our relationship with God. Life is in our current relationship with God. 
Life is in the presence of God. And when we're in the presence of God, then we can get rid of the jaded attitude that develops in our life. And one of us, you know, it may be... I just, I just challenge you in this area this morning because when we become jaded to certain things, when God comes in and moves upon us, there's a whole new attitude. We know what it is to give a person an attitude adjustment or a child when they're not doing right or they need it and you, you get on the backside of them for a minute or two. God gives us attitude adjustments and coming into His presence does the same thing. It makes you look at that person that you're jaded toward and think, my word, God created them, I just love them. Amen? It brings freshness in our hearts when we start to get bored with the things of God. I'm going to tell you right now that you know you coming to church day in and day out and Sundays and, and different things and, and even in the preaching side of, of getting a message every week, you know what I get on Sunday night when I'm done? I'm, I'm thinking i got three more or two more, whatever it may be, every week, every week. And sometimes you get into that, that, that point of saying, you know, I just, I'm just tired. But I'm going to tell you, I have found that when I get into the presence of the Lord, there's a new stirring inside of me. There's a new freshness. And all of a sudden, you start hearing sermons again. You start hearing God speak to you. uh, Ideals and thoughts. That's coming into the presence of God. That's how important it is that we come into the presence of God to keep our attitudes right and keep us where we need to be with God. Wow, what an amazing thing. One Sunday I come, and I'm bored. I'm jaded. I get in the presence of the Lord and next Sunday I'm coming and, and the preacher saying, settle down a little over there. Maybe not quite that much. But I'm just saying, not any of us are exempt from becoming jaded toward one another and toward God's church, even God's leaders, family members. But here's my deal. Here's what i got to realize. Is that when I look at Ryan, and I'm jaded toward Ryan, just using Ryan, I love Ryan. He's been doing such a great job. But if I feel I'm jaded toward this young man, I need to do something with him, with me, and get my heart where it needs to be. Because I love him. That's a God thing to do. I can't just say, well, I'm just not going to be around Ryan no more. That's kind of hard. We work pretty close over there. But let me tell you, when we feel that, when we feel that, we need to let God do something in our heart. We can't, we can't be satisfied with that. And it's coming into the presence of God. We need to be renewed in our spirit. We need to have that freshness that spoke of in Acts fall down upon us. And you may say something, well, I forgave them a long time ago. I just don't want to be around them. Well, you need to be around them. Come on. Because see, that's what God wants us to be. Could you imagine if everyone came next Sunday with the attitude, I'm going to worship God because I've been in the presence all week. I wouldn't get to preach. We just worship the Lord. Amen. I'm hungry for God. Let me ask you, are you hungry for the Lord? Is it just been the same old, same old? You get up in your morning time, uh, you get your Folgers coffee. And you drink one cup just to wake up. The second cup, you get your Bible out and you read a little bit in the Old Testament. You read a little bit in the New Testament. And then by then, you've got eight cups down. Then it's time for the shower. And then it's time to get ready to go to church and time for prayer. And we get in that everyday, everyday thing. 
in our life? Where's the freshness in it? Where's the freshness in it? Do we weep before God anymore? Does it move us in our hearts like it used to? Do you think, boy, how do you, I get up at 5 o'clock, I get to open the Bible, hallelujah. Or is it more like, here it is again. I'm just saying that's human nature. Human nature. Through God's help, I've got people in my life that I didn't think I'd ever have anything else to do with them again. But I do now with God's help.